Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hey everybody, James here, your RV Ninja at MyRVNinja.com. Man, I hope everyone's doing good today. Kind of a dreary day here in Wilmington, North Carolina, but it was very refreshing having some nice, cool breezes come in here these last couple days. I don't know if any of you guys are hunters, but uh, hunting season, bow season to be more specific, has started in eastern North Carolina, Um, and that always seems to, I guess, kind of get in my mind as hunting season started, it kind of solidifies in my mind, I should say, that uh, the end of the year is coming soon. So a lot of people used to, uh, and I used to be one of them. I mean, I used to really look forward to September because of, um, you know, football. And I'm not going to tell you the team that I've watched my entire life, but I'll let you know I'm originally from South Florida, so you could probably figure that out. It's been frustrating. But that being said, um, man, uh, now I uh, I look forward to September for bow season. Um, it's it's one of the one of the great joys. I love to just shoot my bow. If you don't have a hobby. I would encourage you to go and do something. You know what I find? This is just a side, but this isn't about RVs. This is just me talking straight to you. You know, there is so much lacking in our lives sometimes because we don't have adventure. And I think that, you know, if you, if, if you really are finding that you're stuck personally, um, go find yourself a, a hobby that's going to provide some sort of adventure for you. Because I'm going to tell you, it helps you to become alive again. And as silly as it sounds, shooting my bow uh, and uh, hunting and going out and just being in the woods, I should say. I don't have to do it. Just going out and being in the woods. I guess that's why I like RVing so much. Man, it does so much for me. Um, so make sure you're spending time. Listen, you work hard. You got to play hard. And make sure there's tons of adventure in your life because that'll help you stay young. Uh, anyway, that's just you know deep thoughts with James Upham. But anyway, let's talk about part two for how to plan your RV trip. We talked about this earlier this week. I gave you a few tips from personal experience. Uh, I want to provide for you three more as you are planning your RV trips. Now, I, I talk to people all the time Excuse me about um, uh, RV trips and just about RVing. It's just what I do as, uh, as an RV broker, and I get this you know, question a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, part of our community, uh, RV community Facebook group page, uh, which if you're not a member of, please come and uh, be a member of. We would love to have you. Uh, but uh, the RV community page, somebody had posed a question recently, and where do you start? How do you start? And I thought, man, I need to, I need to actually do some videos and talk about that. Make it simple. Don't give you a list of 35 things to do. I think that's, that's where people make a mistake. You know, keep it simple, stupid, right? That's, that's, the, that's a model that's always worked for me. Um, the more simplistic things are, usually the more compelling it is as well um, for us to go and say, well, you know what, we can do that. So we're going to keep it pretty simple. I'm going to provide you three more tips. These are important ones that I found through my experience that will help you, um, uh, you know, as you're planning your trip. We already talked about 
what to do on part one. If you haven't listened to it, please, so I don't waste your time, go back and listen to it. Here's part two. Part two is you're planning uh, your RV trip. Let me just give you a little bit of a backstory and explain to you the reason why I'm going to pull this point out of my arsenal, and that is you don't want to plan to do too much, meaning don't try to jump around from park to park. I recommend a minimum of two, more likely three days. If you're going to go and not just do a Friday, Saturday trip, which start out small, we talked about that yesterday or the day before, um, but definitely plan on spending, if you're going beyond the weekend, spend a minimum of three days. It helps you to get uh, situated, you get to know your neighbors, you get to spend some uh, time with your family, you get to go out and explore and do more of that adventure that I was just talking about. Um, the problem I made early on as an RVer is with my family, you know, I have, we're a family of five if, and, and a small little dog that barely passes as a dog, but she's still part of the family. So we have small little dog um, and then there's two adults and three children. Uh, we would uh, try to do it all, man. We would, you know, we'd go on a trip. Hey, all right, we got a week. Let's go here. Let's go here, 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 here. And then, you know, our, our ambitions were good. We were trying to go and experience as much of uh, as we can. It's just our, this is our trip. Let's go and, and enjoy it. And then we found we got, we just got exhausted. Um, never really got situated well enough to, to really do all that we needed to do in one place. Uh, and as tempting as it is for you to go and try to find all these different routes to go places, I say make sure if you do that, try to stay a minimum of three days there. And here's the biggest reason why. You won't come back exhausted. Um, for those of you who are still working, who are not retired, and you go out and you use your RV to do some uh, boondocking or go to different camps, I tell you, and you got to come back on Monday. You come back on Sunday, let's say you go back into work on Monday and uh, you're exhausted. So make sure you don't try to do too much or jump around to too many campgrounds. Do one, maybe two, but yeah, if you can, um, if you're not going to stay just for the weekend, if you're going just for the weekend, definitely stay in one place only, at least to start. Just do that first. Uh, if you're going to spend more than, say, two days going somewhere, or if you want to spend, say, a week out there on the road, then try to give yourself three days. I think you're going to really appreciate that because you won't um, you won't come back exhausted. So I hope that helps there. Uh, the second thing that I would recommend is you're planning your RV trip. You need to plan your trip around either your children or your pets. Seems that everybody has at least one of those. So you either have pets uh, and no children, children and no pets, or in our family, you know, we've got children and pets, and we have a lot of family friends that are in the same boat. Um, that being said, make sure that you go to camps and campsites, and if you're going to boondock, just in areas where they'll allow pets, particularly dogs. Um, I've seen a lot of people um, express frustration over various places that they were going to go and uh, only to be kicked out or not allowed in because of the dog situation. So I know it's an afterthought. We think, oh, we'll keep them in the, in the RV. No big deal. It's my dog, my RV. But a lot of times uh, if they see you out there and you don't and they don't allow it, um, they will very quickly ask you to leave. So plan those trips around that. And with the kids, the same scenario. Make sure there's plenty of stuff for them to do. I'm bored. I'm bored. Have you heard that a lot? We hear that a lot. Too much, actually. And even though there's so much to do. And uh, I, I think about when I was a kid and what I had to do compared to what our kids get to do today. And I think, again, you have no idea what boredom is. But um, I would say that make sure that when we do our trips, because we still have, you know, three kids under 10, 10 and under, I should say, 
a lot of our trips are around that. And you know what? We have a blast. You know, if it's water slides, water parks, whatever else it is, um, man, we just were able, my wife and I are able to be kids again. And uh, I would certainly say, at least for the first few times, plan all your trips around really kids and pets. And you'll be surprised at how much fun you have uh, with that. Uh, the last thing that I was going to share with you is part two here. We have at least one more segment for how to plan an RV trip. And I try to keep these segments, by the way, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. I know everybody's busy. Eventually, we're going to get to our podcast where we start interviewing key personnel within the RV industry. Really good advice. We, uh, uh, I talk with a lot of really good companies out there. As a matter of fact, just had an excellent uh, conversation this week with um, not only dealers, uh, but also advocates for the RV buyers. We're going to get them all on our podcast here soon. But in the meanwhile, we're just trying to provide as much information for you to help you, especially if you're a newbie out there. That word has been used a lot. Newbie is a new um, as a new buyer of RVs. Um, but uh, for the third and final one, as I'm trying to wrap this up, um, is that I would say make sure you have backups. And what I mean by that is just for the supplies and items that you can't live without. Let me give you an example. Um, what if you know you are at a campsite and you're you are using power. You didn't bring any propane, uh, or you have just very little propane. You're using power to run everything, and the power goes out. And that's not as big of a deal if you've got a generator, but let's say there's an issue with you running your generator, or let's say you're running low on fuel, or you don't have propane, or if it's a gas generator, um, you know, there's gonna, they're going to automatically shut off when you get below f- a quarter tank for as a safety feature. So let's say that you don't have that. What are you going to do at 6.30 in the morning when you're up uh, reading your Bible or doing what it is that you do, what I do in the morning, and, and not have a cup of good coffee? Listen, I am not embarrassed to tell you, I discriminate with coffee. I love good coffee. Um, there are some backups out there that I'd encourage you to, to consider because coffee at these campsites is usually not that good. Uh, I've had some that I've had to chew and others that tasted like a, over, say, a glorified tea. Uh, so being the discriminator that I am with coffee, um, I would uh, tell you to look at these really cool, there's some really cool gadgets out there, some that, for instance, coffee makers um, that will run on little um, um, butane torches as a fuel and you have these small little butane torches that you pick up anywhere um, well the, the the butane I should say I use a torch because a lot of times you have that torch adapt, uh, adapter to it this we would just plug into that and it basically pulls the heat off of there and like an LP it heats your coffee maker and makes your coffee maker perform and do what it's important what's supposed to do there's a lot of really good gadgets like that out there so um, you know I always find if you're too cold you end up being miserable. If you're too wet, you end up being miserable no matter where you are. And if you don't have caffeine or wine in some cases, uh, make sure you've got those, you know, those backups there. You know, make sure you've got good rain gear so that you're not just, you know, wet and soaked to the bone all the time. Make sure that you've got, you know, these things like these coffee maker gadgets so that you can enjoy yourself a cup of coffee or backups, refrigerators for wine coolers and all that kind of stuff, depending on what it is that you like to do. Um, and, uh, and definitely make sure that you've got enough, you know, blankets and warm clothes because man, there's nothing worse than being cold and wet and caffeine free on an RV trip. Anyway, those are just uh, three little tips that I would provide for you on the second part of how to plan an RV trip. Again, we're trying to keep it simple and, uh, I will come back again on part three later this week on some of the three, maybe the most important, I don't know if the most important, but certainly very important that's going to help you as you plan your RV trip as we've, 
have we been focusing on that theme this week? Listen, if I can do anything for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. You like the show, you don't like the show, you like my jokes, you don't like my jokes, uh, whatever it is, uh, I'd love to have your comments. You can actually just um, do that there depending upon what, uh, what device you're using. You can actually follow the links and send me a note or always send me a, an email at james at myrvninja.com and uh, we'd love to hear from him. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon.